You're listening to CHSRFM 97.9 in Fredericton and broadcast around the globe at chsrfm.ca. I'm Mark Kilfoyle. Today, the CHSR radio players bring you Father Knows Best, a half-hour visit with the Andersons, an idealized vision of a middle-class family in the 1950s. This holiday episode aired on NBC Radio on December 24, 1953. Today's presentation is produced, directed, and edited by CHSR volunteer Aaron Sousa. So without further ado, we bring you Father Knows Best. Well, the town of Springfield is lovely to behold this Christmas Eve. About noon today, the first snowflakes began to fall, and soon the air was filled with a whirling Christmas. And out on Maple Street this frosty Christmas Eve, every house seems to have its windows brightly aglow. Every house, that is, except the Andersons. They're not home. You see, they're... Well, let's go back to 10 o'clock this morning. Margaret was wrapping packages on the dining room table, and Jim was helping her. Hold your finger on this, will you, dear? Mm-hmm. There we are. That knot should hold, don't you think? Honey, are you planning on sending me along with the package? <laughs> Why? What's the matter? You tied my thumb in there. Oh, I'm sorry. There. Now, I wonder if there's anyone I forgot. Well, from the number of packages scattered around here, you couldn't have forgotten anyone. Oh, there's not so many there. It just looks like a lot. Now look. This one goes to the Kirby's. You remember last year they gave us that lovely salad bowl and we only sent them a card? Mm-hmm. This one's for the Morrises. I feel we certainly owe them a gift. But honey... Now wait! You asked a question and I'm answering you. All right. This package goes to the Rodneys. I didn't send them a thing last year, and the year before that they gave us a huge box of pears. I know, but... This big box is for the Carters. And then there's the Blakes, the Rogers, the Milbanks, the Duplains, the Newmans, and the Lewises. They all gave us something last year. I keep a record of these things, dear. Well, that's fine. I'm not objecting to the idea of remembering our friends at Christmas. Well, you wondered why all the packages. Well, it just seems that Christmas has lost something. It used to be much simpler. The spirit of Christmas had a different meaning. I know, dear, but when people have given to us... That's it, honey. It's become a matter of bookkeeping. Christmas used to be a time for the children, a time for bringing happiness to others. What has it become? A mad scramble to buy a lot of things you can't afford to give to people who don't need them. Now, dear... Why can't we have Christmas the way it used to be? Quiet and simple, with the real Christmas spirit. When you gathered your family and friends around the fire, and the children hung up their stockings, and the carolers singing, that's the way Christmas should be. I know, dear, but... I'm in the dining room, Betty. I'm going to wash my hair now, but if Janie calls, will you take the message? What message? Well, it's very important. You see, Janie knows dozens of girls who work at Burton's department store, and they're going to call her the second Ralph comes in the store, and then Janie's going to call me. Betty, if you'll forgive my unseemly curiosity, what is the purpose of all this elaborate spy system? Well, to find out what Ralph's going to give me for Christmas. <laughs> but, dear, a Christmas present is supposed to be a surprise. Of course, Mom. But how can I be surprised if I don't know what kind of gold locket that's heart-shaped with my initials on it that he's going to buy me? 
how's that again? I'll be upstairs, Mom. If Janie calls, you needn't call me to the phone. Unless the locket is a wristwatch. Well, now, if that doesn't... Now, now, don't let it upset you. She's just a normal teenage girl. But, honey, the whole idea of Christmas is hey, to... Dad! Mom! We're in the dining room, bud! Hey, tonight's Christmas Eve! Can you believe it? You'd better go down to the basement and bring up the decorations for the tree. We haven't got a tree yet. Besides, I haven't got time right now. Joe and I gotta get some stuff together. We're going out with Christmas carols. Christmas carols? You? Now, don't question him, Margaret. Thank God there's one person in this family who has the true Christmas spirit. There's nothing finer on Christmas Eve than to go around singing carols. Oh, we're not going to sing them, Dad. Oh? We got a deal with Gus down at the used car lot. He has a sound truck. Gus is going to drive the sound truck all over town this afternoon, and Joe and I, we're going to be inside playing the Christmas carol records. But Well, I'm not really going to play the records. Joe's going to do that, and I'm going to read the commercials. <laughs> Commercials? Sure, for Gus McCarthy's used car lot. I got some cool ideas. How do you like this one? It starts out, Rest ye merry gentlemen, in a 1936 two-door sedan with white sidewall tires. (laughs) Or, oh, what fun it is to ride in a 1940 club coupe with overdrive and new seat covers. Look, bud. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus in a 1948 convertible with radio and heater. (laughs) How do you like those? Pretty good, huh, Dad? Pretty good, bud? Have you lost your mind? But if I don't work on the truck this afternoon, I won't get to ride on it in the parade tonight. Parade? Sure, the big Santa Claus parade. They're gonna have floats and bands and all kinds of stuff. Well, now I've heard everything. Daddy? What is it, sweetheart? When are we going to get our tree? Oh, you'd better go down and get one, dear. They'll be all gone. I could have gotten one wholesale from Gus's used car lot. He sells Christmas trees, too. Can we have a purple tree this year, Daddy? A purple tree? They're selling them on the vacant lot next to the pool hall. There's red and yellow, pink, orange, purple. You can get any color you want, except green. If you're talking about the tree, I vote for a pink one. What's wrong with green? Nothing. Except it just looks like a tree. (laughs) What's a tree supposed to look like? Daddy, can we get one of those neon lights? Oh, for Pete's sake. Neon lights? Purple Christmas trees? What has happened to you kids? Have you forgotten the meaning of Christmas? No, Dad. It's just that things are different now than when you were a boy. Different? Nothing. You can change everything else, but not Christmas. Christmas has been turned into another super-colossal all-color production. This year, we're going to celebrate Christmas as it should be celebrated, without all the whoop-de-doo and fall de (laughs) rawl I don't understand what you mean, Dad. Well, to begin with, we're not going to buy one of those painted trees. We're going to get in the car and drive up to Pine Mountain and cut down our own tree. You don't really mean that. Certainly I do. You kids gather up some warm clothes. Bud, get the saw out of the garage. But it's at least 50 miles up there. You can buy a tree for a couple of bucks, Dad. This is a part of Christmas you have never experienced. Going out into the woods and cutting your own Christmas tree. The weather forecast said snow today. Oh, we'll be up there and back in three or four hours. It's not going to snow that much. Besides, I have chains. Now get your coats. I'm getting mine. 
Oh, this sounds like a real peachy Christmas. It will be, Betty. You'll see. Dear, I have all those packages to deliver to the Rogers and the Newmans. Well, throw them in the car. We'll deliver them on our way back. You're sure this is a good idea? Am I sure? Margaret, believe me, this is going to be a Christmas none of us will ever forget. Are we almost there, Daddy? Another mile or two, maybe. Dad, it's starting to snow again. Oh, is that snow coming down? It isn't cornflakes. <laughs> well, it's just a little flurry. Nothing to worry about. Come on, cheer up, everybody. It's almost Christmas. What is there to cheer up about? Joe's probably out on the sound truck playing deck the halls with boughs of holly and selling cars like crazy. Now, if you kids think you have a hard life, look at that little grocery store back off the road there. Miles from everything. How would you like to live there? Well, I wouldn't. That's all. I just wouldn't. What if you had to? Well, I wouldn't. What if you had to? I said I wouldn't. Yeah, but what if you had to? (laughs) Dad, tell Bud to stop it. Bud, stop it. Are we almost there, Daddy? Oh, it won't be long, sweetheart. Look at that snow drifting down. Isn't that beautiful? We're going to have a white Christmas. It's lovely, dear, but do you think we should try to go any further? Oh, it's just around the next bend. Why we had to drive clear up here into the wilderness to get a Christmas tree? You'll understand, Betty. When we're back at home this evening, when the fragrance of the tree fills our whole house... What happened, Daddy? Nothing. Snow's a little... deeper here. Dad, we're not moving. Are we stuck, Dad? No, we're not stuck. Why aren't we moving? Dear, we can't go any further. It's snowing so hard now you can't see ahead. Can you turn around? I won't try to turn around. The only thing we can do is back up. What's the matter, Dad? I'm afraid we're stuck. Uh, no! Oh, Jim, we can't be! Now there's nothing to get excited about. We'll get out of here. Somehow. Take the wheel, Margaret. Bud and I'll get out and push. I can't even see. What do you want me to do, Jim? Put it in reverse. I can't hear you. The snow is getting deep, Dad. (sighs) Ah, It's no use. We can't move it. Shut off the motor, Margaret. What'll we do now, dear? Well, we'll have to leave the car and walk back. Walk back? Yeah, well, come on. Everybody out. Take the keys, Margaret. All right. Button up your coat, Kathy. Betty, bring those two blankets. We can't walk all the way back in the snow. I know that. We're going back to that little grocery store we passed. It's only about a quarter of a mile. I'll carry Kathy. Now, I'll stay together. We'd better hurry. It's getting dark. Daddy? Yeah? It's almost Christmas. Yes. Almost. I got snow in my shoes, snow down my neck. Can you see where you're going, Jim? Yeah, I... I can see. Marooned. 
on top of a mountain in a blizzard. All right, stop complaining. It could be worse. Yeah, we could have come up here in our bathing suits. I don't know why we had to come up here. Yeah, what was the idea? Well, I'll tell you, my freezing friends. This is that warm and beautiful event known as a simple, old-fashioned Christmas. said earlier, the white frame house on Maple Street is dark this Christmas Eve. About noon today, Jim Anderson revolted against his family's attitude toward the Yuletide and decided that this year they should discover the joys of a simple, old-fashioned Christmas. Nice thought? Yes. How's it working out? Terrible. <laughs> 
They drive up to Pine Mountain to cut their own tree and ended up in a snowbank. Now with the car abandoned, Jim and the family grope their way through the blizzard toward an isolated roadside store. I think my nose is frozen. How much farther is it, Daddy? Well, it must be right ahead of us. If it weren't snowing so hard, we could probably see it. There it is, Dad. See the light? Yeah. There's the store, Mommy. Oh, thank heaven. That looks real pretty for Christmas Eve, doesn't it? All I'm interested in right now is getting back to Springfield. I'm supposed to be at at least three parties tonight. If we get back in time, I can still ride in the parade with Joe on the sound truck. All those gifts are still in the car, Jim. We'll have to get them out somehow. They have to be delivered tonight. One thing at a time. Let's get in here and thaw out first. (sighs) Oh boy! Nice and warm. Daddy, look at that. They've got a fire in a barrel. <laughs> That's not a barrel, sweetheart. That's an old-fashioned pot-bellied stove. Oh, this looks like the kind of store my father used to talk about. Look at the stuff hanging from the ceiling. Lanterns and snowshoes, all kinds of junk. By golly, it smells just like the old general store in my hometown. Who runs the place? Hello? Anybody there? Be there in just a minute. Where's the telephone? Oh, it's here someplace. You children had better take off your coats now. I was just putting the bacon on the stove. We weren't expecting anyone in tonight. How did you folks get up here? Well, our car stalled up the road. I wonder if we could use your telephone? Well, you'd be most welcome to use it. If we had one. No telephone? Well, hello there. Is that your car that snowed in up the road? Uh, yes, that's ours. Well, we must have passed on the road without seeing each other. I just walked up there to see if you needed help. Well, that was very thoughtful of you. We were looking for a telephone. I guess the nearest phone is down at the Harper's place, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, and you're never going to make it down there tonight. Not with the snow coming down like it is. But how are we going to get back to Springfield? <laughs> I'm afraid you're not going to get back tonight. Probably not tomorrow, either. Ugh, there goes Christmas and all our plans. I wouldn't feel too bad about it, miss. <laughs> it may not be so noticeable, but it's Christmas here, too, you know. And since Maggie and me were marooned up here, in a manner of speaking, and since you folks are stranded, too, why don't we just say we're all stranded together? <laughs> That's very nice of you, but... We can't just move in on you. Well, why not? You look like nice folks, and Tom and I are alone here. I'll put some more plates on the table, and there's plenty of beds upstairs. It seems like a dreadful imposition. (laughs) It's nothing of the kind. I'm Tom Terrell. And I'm Maggie. Pleased to meet you. Well, uh, we're the Andersons. The little one is Kathy, our boy Bud, and our daughter Betty. I'm Margaret. And I'm Jim. Well, we're happy you're going to be with us. We hadn't planned much of a Christmas, just the two of us. But now that there's some kids around, it's, it's beginning to seem like Christmas. Help me put up some more lamps, Bud. Okay. I'll tell you what we always did with our youngsters on Christmas. We gave them the run of the store, so help yourselves. You mean it? Really? Go help yourselves. Oh, man! (laughs) Steady now. Don't get carried away. Oh, Mom, look at these adorable old-fashioned teacups. In a minute, dear. Look here, bud. Look at this. Yeah, but look at this. <laughs> Listen to him. Good to hear youngsters around the place again. How many children do you have? Two. A boy and a girl. But they're both grown up now. Gone away. Seems like such a short time we had them with us. Well, 
Would you like to come out into the kitchen with me, Margaret? Yes, I'll help you put things on. Jim, if you want to hang up your things, the bedrooms are right up the stairway there. Oh, good. I'll take these blankets and coats up. Well, kids, you finding anything back there? Sure, all kinds of stuff. Did you have some kids, Mr. Terrell? Yes, we have two, bud. Where are they, Mr. Terrell? Well, they've grown up and gone, Kathy. Aren't you lonesome without your children? Well, yes, we we are sometimes. I think we miss the most at Christmas time. We used to have our tree here by the stove, and Judy and Bill would decorate it and put the candles on it, the tinsel and stars and the little glass bells. They're all in the back box in the back in the corner where the kids pack them away. Don't you have any Christmas? No, Kathy. Not anymore. There's no one to decorate the tree. Tom, I need some wood for the stove. <clears throat> All right, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> what are you crying about, Kath? I just feel sad. Bud? Yeah? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Maybe. Well, climb up on a box, get down those snowshoes. You're going back to the car. Well, what's wrong with the children, Margaret? They didn't eat. I don't know. They're plotting something. Well, they've run me out of the store, told me to stay back here, and locked the door. Maybe you'd better go out front and see what they're doing, Jim. Oh, they're all right. Leave them alone. Whatever they're doing, they've been at it for over an hour. All right, everybody. Come in now. Turn off all the lamps. Well, for pity's sake, what are they? Well, let's go in. (gasps) Well. What in the world? Well, will you look at that? It's Christmas Eve, remember? Oh, a tree. Decorated. And with candles. From the Andersons. Merry Christmas to Tom and Maggie Terrell. If that don't beat all. It's beautiful, kids. How did you do it? Mr. Terrell said they had the decorations, so Bud went up to the car and got the saw and some things, and then he went out and cut the tree. I helped put up the decorations. Look what's under the tree. Where did those packages come from? Santa Claus. You can't open them till Christmas morning. Margaret, aren't those your packages from the car? I told them they could do it, dear. (laughs) I guess this is a miracle, Maggie. We have a family again, gathered around the Christmas tree. Just the way it used to be. Snow coming down outside, candles on the tree, a warm fire in the stove. Oh, it's lovely. The only thing that's missing is the Christmas carol. Judy, when she was a little girl, would stand up at the top of the stairs, and the way she sang it reminded you of the angels. Kathy? Well, where is Kathy? Yeah.
Dad? Yes, Betty? Thank you for our first real Christmas. Hi there, this is Aaron Sousa. Thank you for making CHSR-FM and the CHSR radio players a part of your day as you gather with your friends, family, and others to celebrate the holidays. Father Knows Best is based on characters created by Ed James and written by Paul West and Roswell Rogers. Our cast featured Nate Tellman and Gabrielle Campbell as Jim and Margaret Anderson. Also in the cast were John Harley as Bud and Caitlin Dutt as Betty. Hannah Rutterham played the role of Kathy. The roles of Tom and Maggie Terrell were played by Andrew Allen and Lindsay Ogg. From all of us in the cast and the entire family at CHSRFM, we offer you season's greetings and a most sincere wish that you and yours have a safe and happy holiday season. So long. Don't look out the window and don't wait by the door. He'll be coming down the chimney like he always did before. When you hear his sleigh bells, don't look front or back. He'll be coming down the chimney with a sack up on his back. If you wrote your letter to Santa and you're good, you'll find your stockings all filled up with the things you hoped you would. So don't look out the window and don't wait by the door. He'll be coming down the chimney. Yes, by gosh, by Jiminy, he'll be coming down the chimney like he always did before.